Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all things marketing and leadership. And now, your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Powers. And today's episode is how to make TV advertising work for you. We are going to be discussing all the steps to get you started and what to look for to have a successful TV campaign. And my guest today, well, let's just say he has home remodeling advertising in his blood, growing up in the business and now being the CEO of Ron Sherman Advertising. He is here to bring everything you need to make TV work for you. I'd like to welcome to the show my friend Ron Jumper. Hello, Ron. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And yourself today? Eh, not too bad. You know, I remember the first time you and I talked. You know, we, we had a lot more hair and a lot less children back then. But <laughs> but uh, you were at AHT at the time. This was pre-Tundra Land, pre-Tony Hody. And we, we've known each other a long time. And uh, we both seem to be uh, moving on and moving forward and uh, doing new and exciting things within this wild and wacky home improvement world. So fun to talk to you today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to have you on the show and, and real excited about the topic, uh, you know, that we're going to discuss. And, and for the listeners this is one of those episodes you're definitely going to want to tune into if you you know ever thought about doing TV or doing TV now uh, to really get the most out of it. And I, I guarantee there's going to be some gold nuggets in here uh, that anyone listening can certainly use and uh, make their TV produce better and or start getting into TV. So with that being said, Ron, could you maybe give the uh, listeners a little background on, on who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, CEO of Ron Sherman Advertising. And, you know, it's been an interesting road the last five years. So from 2016 to 2019, I started the Apollo Agency. And over that time, um, we had record growth of 1,578%. Uh, we made the Inc. 500 uh, as the 287th fastest growing company in America, 24th in marketing, number one in the state of Arkansas. Uh, and then in 2020, Apollo Agency and Ron Sherman Advertising merged. Uh, and so now we're uh, continuing to have another record growth there. We will hopefully uh, make the Inc. 500 with Ron Sherman Advertising this year as well. Uh, in between there, I also, you know, I'm down in the trenches with, with you guys in the home improvement business. I bought Bath Makeover of Arkansas in 2018. Uh, it was a small company. We only did about 600000 and that in 2017, the year before I bought it. And then this year, we should do over $6 million. So it's about a 10x growth in the three years that I've had it. Um, nice. So we're not only working with home improvement companies, but I'm also actually running a home improvement uh, operation myself on a daily basis. So uh, very entrenched in this wild and wacky home improvement industry. So you have a lot of extra time on your hands. <laughs> right. And then uh, yeah, my, my wife stays mad at me a lot. We've got a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. And so... Um, so, you know, it's part of why she bribes me into buying things all the time. I, I have really no leg to stand on. So, right. um, I so definitely you. very busy, but Hey, and, uh, so with that being said, uh, do you maybe want to share what Ron Sherman advertising is just so they can uh, kind of get a, an idea of, you know, what sure. you do on a daily basis with that? Sure. And so, you know, really to go back, we, we specialize in home improvement. We, only work with primarily replacement contractors, so windows, roofing, gutters, uh, baths, walk-in tubs, um, sunrooms, siding. Now, those are really the only product categories. A lot of gutters. We do a lot of gutter commercials. 
Um, you know, those are really the product categories that we focus on. Uh, we don't work with car dealerships. We don't work with hospitals, furniture companies, any, any of those type of things. Uh, we specialize in home improvement. Uh, we have the Guinness World Record for most commercials produced. Um, last year, we produced 8,500 commercials just last year. Um, so we, we do an incredible amount of volume. And where that helps for a local business is if you're a new home improvement company in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, we already have all the window footage you need, all the whatever the product category you have. We have the local market knowledge of how to buy TV in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, you know, we can really give you that access to our RSA database and best practices to go into your local market. And we can also do it cost effectively because we already know the best practices. We already have all the footage and B-roll from all the top manufacturers in the industry, um, testimonial footage, everything at our fingertips. Uh, we don't have to go out and shoot everything and do a costly on-location shoot. Um, so we really make it nice and easy. And then also the best practices from how to answer the phones, how to, you know, how to script TV promotions, how to even build those TV promotions into your in-home selling process. Uh, we really have a turnkey lead generation program. And we're going to be talking about a lot of that today, what someone can kind of do on their own to, you know, to get the right steps in place to get that going. So with that being said, you know, what are the first couple of, you know, points someone should really be looking at to, you know, let's, let's say it's a, you know, three or $4 million home improvement company. They've had a little bit of growth, but they're really looking to grow and, and put some money into marketing and they decide, Hey, I think TV might be the thing. What are some of the first things they should start looking at, Ron? Right. So that's, you know, those are, there's, you definitely want to define your goals and what you're looking to do. So you, know, you mentioned there an example of a, of a company that's three or $4 million. And let's say they're in a medium sized market, you know, Nashville. Uh, you know, we start to wonder, have we started to do all the shows and events we can do? Are we starting to max out what we can do on, you know, maybe our digital advertising? You know, there's only so much search volume in one, you know, a certain DMA. So it's like, well, how do we get to that next level? We're doing some ground level marketing. We're doing digital marketing. We want, we want to add another big lead source. What could that be? Well, traditional media such as TV, um, can be that big next lead source, and then it's just figuring out how do we do it cost effectively to help grow from three or four million up to five or six million and take take it to the next level. Um, and one of the things I always kind of segue into there, I always look at your lead capacity. So if we've got ten reps running two leads a day, we need twenty leads a day, and right now we're only generating fourteen. So let's go back. Do we want TV to be the new lead source that gets those extra six leads? You know, what's what's a realistic cost per call on this TV market? How many are we going to set to an appointment? How many do we think will demo? and then work backwards from there to have a realistic TV budget to accomplish those goals. And so do you see a, maybe a mistake that some of the contractors make is not really defining those, those goals and those expectations up front? Um, and, and not, you know, cause I hear a lot, uh, in, you know, my travels and consulting and working with clients and, and just for my own, you know, dumb tax, I paid back as uh, you know, a marketing director, you know, at AHT, like you had mentioned is, uh, you know, Hey, we did a bunch of TV and it didn't work. Not interested, you know, when other TV people come around. Um, and, and obviously TV does work. It's worked for a lot of people in just about every market. So done right. And so if they're, if they're sitting down, when you talk about, you know, lead capacity and, and realistic goals, um, can you maybe go into that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. I think the first thing is some people have an old school mentality on, on certain types of advertising. And they, that they ask me a question such as, what do you need to spend on TV in this market? Well, I really can't give you that answer without knowing your goals. So I can tell you a minimum budget to be able to effectively get on TV in that market. For example, if you're in Chicago, um, there's a there's a higher uh, barrier to entry just to be able to cost effectively buy a real schedule in Chicago or Dallas or Atlanta, you know, Philadelphia, a big TV market versus it's not, not as expensive to get on in 
Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> um, so, you know, what's, so I can kind of really answer that question more. The first thing is what's the minimum spend to really be able to run a real schedule per month on that and your size TV market. But then after that, it really goes back to knowing your numbers and what your goals are. For me to tell you whether you need to spend 10,000 or 50,000 is whether you need 50 leads or 400 leads. Um, so until we until we define those numbers and know what our cost per call needs to be, what our cost per issued appointment needs to be, demo needs to be, and work backwards from there, I can't give you a one size fits all TV budget that you know is going to you know be a magic you know one size fits all type answer. Yeah, and uh, what do you see? Maybe some contractors kind of do wrong when they're in that you know in that uh, capacity of, of starting to get on and and look at that kind of stuff, or what do you see them sure. maybe leave out and not think about? Sure. You know, the most common thing is to uh, just buy a out of the box package from the TV station. Um, that's that's a very common uh, mistake. You know, it's just something where you're just going to get a 30 second spot one a day and in, in a morning show one one a day, maybe in um, an evening or daytime programming and then a few a few rotators on their secondary CW or my network. And, you know, it's just a cookie cutter package that they're selling to not just home improvement companies, but also car dealerships or different businesses. And it's really not tailored to what you need. Um, so make sure, you know, make sure you're targeting the right programs, the right areas, and you're doing it in a way that makes sense for what a home improvement company should be doing. Um, so I'll give one example. So walk-in tubs. So your walk-in tub customer is, you know, your average walk-in tub customer is going to be over the age of 70 probably. Um, and so, you know, really the best times of the day to advertise to a walk-in tub customer are not in the five and six o'clock news, not the 10 o'clock news, not prime time, not sports. It's going to be during the day. You know, they're going to be retired. They're going to have more than likely they're going to have health issues. Um, they're probably going to be home during the day and, and we can advertise at a more cost effective time at two o'clock during Dr. Oz. Um, there's really no reason, reason to be in the six o'clock news to reach a cost to reach a walk-in tub customer during the that's going to be home during the day sampling daytime TV. So, kind of knowing what time periods make the most sense for certain products. Um, but you know, so that, that's that's an initial starting point of just not buying the cookie cutter out of the box package. Making sure it makes sense for the product you're trying to sell, what type of business you are. Absolutely, totally makes sense. And so we we've kind of covered, you know, defining what your goals are going to be and the leads that you're going to need uh, from TV. What your kind of lead capacity is with what you currently have, uh, you know, with staff. I've seen it sometimes where companies will call and say, "Hey, you know, I want to add this marketing source," or "Hey, can you you help us out with that?" And uh, you know. Uh, from any marketing source, TV, canvassing, whatever it might be. And it's like, well, if you generated 10 more leads today, could you run them tomorrow? Well, no. Okay. Well, we, you know, we got to talk about other things too. Um, you know, because as you know, lead comes in and we can't go out and see them for a week. Uh, that's not going to work out too well in the long run. Um, sure. Is. Go ahead. Just to, one thing I would add on that is with, with our program in particular, because we run really specific promotions, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, for a window company, it might be our window blowout sale, free installation on a house full of new windows. And then there's a special incentive to call now during this program. Maybe it's an Amazon gift card. Well, those people, when they call in, they're excited. They, they right. saw the special discount and then they saw an additional incentive. If you call right now during this program, you will get this. So they call excited. Uh, if that's a lead we let sit for a week, week and a half, that excitement is gone. Yep. So it's, those are leads you have to get to quickly. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, that is a, a huge thing. I mean, whether it, it's from that or just any, you know, especially face-to-face -face marketing, when you, 
you create the excitement with the customer and then you let life get at them and that excitement goes away and there goes that lead that you spent so much money to get in, you know, to your business. Um, so goals, lead capacity, and let's talk about kind of that next topic on, you know, tracking in and conversion of those leads that you now have flowing into your business. Sure. This is actually the most important topic um, because everyone is, everyone is going to yell at their marketing vendor if we don't get enough calls or enough web forms or enough inquiries, whatever the type of marketing is. And I've never had one client that the client didn't beat their chest and tell me they had great closers in the home. Every single one of them has told me that. Whether they all are or not, we'll, we'll find out. But that middle metric is actually what's important. Did we answer the phone and set those two appointments? You know, yes, we, can, we need to do some better things to get the cost per call down. Yes, you need to make some adjustments to make sure you're closing in the home at the level you need to. But where I see the widest variance is some clients only convert you know, 30, 40% of inbound TV calls to appointments and others are setting 70, 80%. Well, I mean, that, that right there cuts your lead, your cost per demo in half um, just by making sure you're answering the calls like you need to be and setting them to appointments. And that, that's what gets overlooked the most. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in this last, especially in this last, you know, year with the, you know, this post COVID time, um, you know, a lot of the contractors were relying on, you know, inbound leads coming in as, as, you know, events shut down and that kind of different things. Um, and, you know, we did a pretty good business this year, just working with a lot of call centers and, you know, getting them to handle the lead properly. Uh, you know, when it comes in, as you said, that can make a huge, huge difference at, uh, you know, converting and how well they're converting is the scripting and, and how they do it. And, making that all fit with capacity and saying the right things. So that, that is definitely a great point. And a follow-up, a quick follow-up there, you know, so a couple of things that I always ask to so whenever a client comes to me that says, Hey, looks like last month we didn't do as well as we'd like. I'd like to review everything. The first thing I do is um, send them a raw call report of what I show on my end. And I just say, Hey, can you look at this call report and can you make sure your number of unique calls matches the number of unique calls I show? Um, because in this wonderful age of technology, sometimes there are breakdowns. You know, we have all these fancy, this this automatically routes and imports into this CRM from here, and we don't have to manually input it. But sometimes there are little hiccups or breakdowns. And, and so the first thing I always do is I want to make sure my raw call count matches your raw call count, and then that we're looking at the same data, and then let's go from there. Um, then the second thing is, you know, I always want to ask, I always want to ask, if you miss a call, what is your process to to answer it? How quickly will you get back to it? When will you know you had a missed call? Um, you know, so is there some kind of process in place where if, if we had a big spike of 10 TV calls and you missed three of them, when would you know you missed that call and are you calling it back? Yeah, that's a, a great point. I know in the, in the pre-call there, uh, we had discussed a little bit on, you know, capacity of essentially the, the call center, the people answering the phones. You know, you had uh, mentioned if we go back to that, you know, that contractor sure. that's three, four million dollars, you know, you had said that, oh, you know, hey, we have, you know, Bethel that answers the phone. Well, one caller, when you run a commercial, you might get four or five calls. You know, what kind of issues do you see around that and, and just been able to handle, you know, the spikes at certain times? Sure. And, you know, so sometimes what happens there to your point, you know, with with a TV program, we might have only certain hours of the day that a big burst of calls come in. We might have. Uh, spots running really heavy in the five o'clock news or the noon news or a certain program that does really well in that TV market. So there won't be calls coming in all day, but then all of a sudden in the noon hour, five or 10 calls will come in right at once. 
Um, and so if you've only got one or two people answering the phones, that can sometimes be tough to handle. Um, there needs to either be some kind of rollover mechanism in place to an answering service or the calls for a lead source like TV that comes in and spikes just need to go through an answering service and they collect basic information and warm transfer the calls uh, to the home improvement company just so that those aren't missed calls and voicemails and things of that nature because, you know, if they're excited and they're calling in, if we answer them right away, we're going to set 80% of them to an appointment. If we're missing them and calling them all back an hour later, we're going to be more at that 30% mark, which, which obviously will have a big impact on the final ROI. Absolutely. I mean, I think each one of these things we've touched base on so far, you know, just going back through my history of being in the business and then, you know, working with clients is each one of these points can affect that return on investment that, you know, if you're not going in with the the proper goals and expectations and, and knowing what to hit, if you, you know, aren't ready for the calls, I mean, think, I mean, every call that you miss ticks up that cost just a little bit more to try to work it and get them back on the phone and, and get them, you know, excited again and get them, you know, set and everything like that. Um, and then kind of that brings into that last point uh, of these first ones, which is, you know, the tracking of that to really be able to see, you know, where we're at uh, with that. What are some of the, you know, the pros and cons that you see to contractors doing when they're tracking the, the stuff that's coming in? Sure. So, you know, we have everything we've talked about up to this point is just so that we can have accurate data on what's happening directly on the TV tracking number. But that's just the starting point. Uh, TV is going to do a lot more than just have calls come in on the TV tracking number. TV is going to also drive website traffic. It's going to increase awareness and name recognition so that when you're doing that face-to-face -face marketing, you're canvassing. It's, it's going to be helpful if they've seen you on TV for the last year when you knock on their door. Uh, you know, so, you know, so trying to figure out how do we you know, how, how do we take all of that into account? Uh, you know, the face-to-face -face part of it is tough. You know, if, if you knock on the door and set the appointment, it's a canvassing lead. It just helps that they've seen the TV ad. But for digital, we can actually do some best practices to track that. Uh, something that I always suggest that people do, it's a very simple thing, is most people, when they get into their CRM, they just have their primary lead sources. It's either a TV lead and then every primary and secondary source is related to TV. If it's a digital lead, every primary and secondary lead source is related to digital. Uh, I, I would suggest that you, on your digital, um, you have secondary sources for the traditional media that you're doing. Um, in other words, for example, if somebody sees your radio or somebody sees your TV ad or hears your radio ad and they go to your website and they call, if they call the website number, it's a website call. That's what it is. They called the website number, so the primary source is website. But you should have a secondary drop down for TV, for radio, so that you can have some idea of how many of your of your website leads were driven by TV or radio or newspaper or whatever other traditional media things that you're doing um, so that you can have some kind of way of, of measuring that. Um, it's also good to have a how did you hear us drop down button on your contact forms on your website where they can select the major marketing things that you're doing um, so that if they saw the TV ad went straight to your website and filled out a form, uh, you have some way of knowing that. As, as well as uh, I'd add one more layer in there, having it scripted to your callers to also ask, how'd you hear about us? Or where did you right. see us? Um, Absolutely. I, I think that's a huge thing. And that's, um, you know, I like how you put that at having the secondary sources on, you know, however they came in, that that's the primary, but you can still relate it back in a, in a secondary source in the CRMs too, you know, if they said TV, but it also helps you then see the real picture at, hey, you know, we noticed that when we, when we do TV, we get more of these. Okay. And then, so that's like, you can contribute back. And cause I think, you know, as we talked about in the pre-call also, 
different size companies need to track that a little differently. You know, what's what's the difference in tracking on a, you know, a 50 or a hundred million dollar company compared to a five million dollar company? Right. Well, so go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, as as I say, it's 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 a lot different. You know, could you talk about that a little bit? Sure. You know, if, yeah, exactly. So if you're a three million dollar company and you're, you know, and your your annual marketing budget is three hundred thousand, so that's twenty five thousand a month. If you're going to take ten thousand of that to go to a big source like TV, then you need a good ROI from that ten thousand. Um, and so it's it's more of a lead gen, more of a direct response style. If if you're a hundred million dollar company. Um, and you want to spend a hundred thousand a month on TV and you want to be, you know, you want to sponsor the NFL team in your market, or you want to do some different things, uh, that are more branding oriented, you can absorb that and then it can drive your other hundred lead sources. But if you're a smaller guy that needs an immediate ROI from that 5,000 a month or that 10,000 a month you're putting to TV, um, then you have to get the ROI or it's just going to sink down the other two thirds of your marketing budget. So making sure you, you know, you understand if the marketing strategy fits for the size company that you are. Yeah, and I, I think I've seen, uh, you know, a few of the uh, mistakes getting made where um, sometimes they almost try to get too over analytical on that and they don't take into account, you know, those secondary sources of, hey, it really did come from here. Um, and so I think it's it's wise also to just, you know, your marketing team to always kind of be in talks that, you know, you had mentioned that, hey, you know, I don't know how well TV, I don't think TV did too well last month, but overall we had a record month. Um, you know, that, that kind, can you kind of expel on uh, what you mean by something like that? Sure. You know, I have that, that's usually when I know there's a tracking breakdown or I know there's, you know, there's, there's an issue somewhere, you know, when I have that call of, Hey, you know, our TV marketing cost was a little high. It looks like we were at 22, 23% last month, but, but Hey, you know, on a side note, we had the biggest month we ever had last month. And so, um, you know, so it's like, well, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's, let's figure out, you know, let's, let me pull the call, call data you have all these calls listed as TV because sometimes what happens if you've got a big phone room is sometimes there will be a missed call from TV. And when the phone person in the phone room calls it back, it somehow gets input as a, as a rehash call or you know an outbound telemarketing call. Um, and so, so sometimes that can kind of, you know, skew the data a little bit uh, when we're, when we're going through things. Um, so I always like to make sure we're looking at accurate data that we match the numbers up. And that we're also having methods in place to know if if TV drove a digital lead or or it helped drive it helped improve other marketing sources. Absolutely. And so we talked about the different things, the goals, the tracking, you know, getting set up essentially for success. How you're going to answer those phones. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the actual, um, you know, like a good ad versus a bad ad. You know, what to look out for if you're going to get into TV and and start running commercials and uh, this is. This topic is certainly near and dear to me because I really did uh, make some mistakes early on in my career, you know, with ads and things like that. Um, and so could you talk about that a little sure. bit, the, the good and bad that you see when it comes to guys getting on TV? Sure. So the general rule of thumb is there are two types of ads. There are either it's either an image ad or it's a direct response ad. You know, some some marketing professionals, if we if we're running a really aggressive promotion for us, an example might be. A window blowout sale with free installation on a house full of new windows, 12 months same as cash financing, and a bonus to call during this program, such as an Amazon gift card. Some marketing professionals might say, I don't want to do that. You know, I, I don't want to run those offers. I want to run more of an image ad. But then when they make the image ad, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, but when they do that quote unquote image ad, it's not really an image ad. 
it's 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 a, a poor production quality. It's in standard def. It's shaky footage. It's it's the owner with their dog looking kind of silly. Um, it's not the image ad that they think it is. It's really just a bad commercial. Um, it's it, and so sometimes it's no no. We don't want to do these special offers. We don't want to do a direct response ad that'll generate leads. We want to do an image ad. But then you didn't actually make an image ad. You just made a goofy looking commercial, um, and and it it didn't accomplish anything. It didn't, it didn't brand your company in a positive light, nor did it generate leads. It was just a waste of money. It was a bad ad. Absolutely. And I certainly uh, had some of those bad ads made in, in, in my past. And so what, uh, what do you think are a few points that constitute a, a good ad? Sure. For one, keep it simple. Um, you know, as far as on the front half of the spot, when we're talking about the company and the product, um, sometimes, you know, you know, some of my national clients in particular are the worst about this. We don't need to talk about you values and our values and all that. Um, you know, we, if I'm one of the simple points, I work with a lot of window Depot dealers across the country as an example, and they, they always push their triple pane windows. We just have a very simple message of, uh, three is better than two, get a triple pane window, a dual pane, you know, at a better price than dual pane prices, you know, why pay more and get less. It's a very simple talking point. Uh, we don't get down in the weeds. Um, we like to talk about being your trusted local source, um, you know, things of that nature. Keep it simple. And, and what's your one main product talking point to build value? And then that way, every time they see that ad and it repeats over time, over 60 days, over 90 days, they know you're this company that's your trusted local source for that type of product. And they know your product, they differentiate your product because you keep repeating that one essential talking point that makes your product different from your competition. And that's really what you hang your hat on. Uh, and then from there, you've got to have a promotion. You've got to have a call to action. You have to have a reason to stop what you're doing, put the remote down, pick up your phone, and call now. There's got to be a reason to. Um, and so, you know, because otherwise you could be seeing the ad and seeing the ad and seeing the ad for 90 days, but we have to have a reason to get them to stop and call during this program or act now to take advantage of special savings so that it actually turns into a lead generation uh, tool for you. Yeah, and, and with that being said, what uh, what are maybe just a couple of promotions that you see that, that tend to work well? Because as you mentioned just a little bit previously, and, and of course, in a lot of the commercials I see, you, you tend to have like a three-step process when it comes to, you know, the actual offer, you know, hey, you're going to get this plus, you know, call now because you're going to get, you know, the Amazon gift card. You have kind of that that progression Absolutely. in your commercials. What are some of the, uh, you know, ideas behind offers, um, you know, that you might sure. be able to share? Sure. So um, the first thing is we need to have a theme. You know, we're getting into, we're getting into the end of winter. We're about to start spring. So coming up on March 20th, we'll have a lot of offers that are running, uh, some kind of spring into savings event and we'll have pretty spring colors and flowers and you know blooming and things like that nature to kind of have a spring theme and feel to it as we get into spring uh, and then we'll have as you mentioned a progression of three or four hooks the first one will be it might be a percentage off installation half off labor or something like that and then you know we'll figure out what financing that particular customer sells you know maybe you maybe you synchrony financial is one of your your lending vendors and you do you can do 18 months same as cash so that'd be a great financing incentive to push uh hopefully you can hopefully you can do a senior and military discount that tends to get a lot of people's attention um there's a lot of seniors and, and veterans out there that are watching daytime tv for our tv program that really that's a big percentage of the people that call in uh and then there's bonuses to call in during this program um it can be something uh if it's baths it's great to do a 200 bed bath and beyond gift card with purchase if it's um, you know, it might be something else with, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people were shopping at home. So Amazon gift cards did great. Uh, so, um, and then it'll depend on the client. 
if we're promoting in-home estimates or if we're promoting that we are that you're doing virtual estimates. We can also just lightly mention that virtual estimates are available if you're primarily doing in-home estimates. So those are just little things that we'll tailor depending on what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, and so putting that kind of all together that, all right, you got the, uh, you got the creative, you got, you know, your staff ready and able to field the phone calls. You, you've got your sources set up in your CRM so you can track it efficiently. Um, and, and you're ready, you know, at the TV station, what kind of schedules do you see? I mean, I, I know I had, uh, you know, Richard Oatman, uh, for first person advertiser with radio on last week, you know, and he talked about on radio that you, you know, you want to stick with sixties. Uh, 60 second commercials. How does that differ in TV, you know, to radio? Do you want to do 60s? Can you sprinkle in 30s? Is there, you know, do, you know, bookends that those kind of different things? What are your thoughts on some of the schedule when it comes to TV? Sure. So a 30 second spot is just not long enough to to get a response. Uh, It really needs to be a 60 second spot. And in the case of where it's affordable, you know, a lot of times your secondary stations, your MeTV, your CW, your My, some of the the secondary stations in the market, those we will even run two-minute commercials, 120s. Um, And so if we can buy them cheap enough. uh, So you really need time to to build value from the product, uh, talk about what what makes your company unique, uh, and then explain the offer and then say the phone number a couple of times. If you do all that in the 30, it's just rushed or you have to cut something out that's that, that's an important part of the process and getting them excited and want, making them want to call now. Uh, whereas a 60-second spot or a two-minute spot gives you enough time to take your time and say everything properly at a good pace so that people can digest it, memorize, remember the number, and call in and act now. And what are your thoughts on, uh, I've seen some people do like uh, mini infomercials almost where it's, you know, longer form, you know, even above two minutes uh, at, at different times. Uh, do you see much of that or have any thoughts on that? That's going to vary a lot by station, um, you know, but it's also something that I would definitely always ask for if you're doing your annual planning. Uh, if you're booking an annual with a customer and a station has longer form segments available is something you could build into your buy uh, it's definitely something good to ask for you know our nbc affiliate here in little rock they they actually do their noon news from 12 to 1 but from 12:55 to 1p they always do a five minute sponsored segment at the end of their noon news uh, and that's not a bad little spot to do a long form to explain in more detail some of your products maybe it's the the, the little extra features of a of your walk-in tub or you know, or whatever it is, uh, you, you've got a little bit more time to go into detail that if you tried to squeeze any of those more detailed nuanced points into a 30 or a 60, it just, it just would, it just would be too much. You need more time. Um, so if you get those built in as part of an annual buy, that that's a great way to get some added value. Awesome. Well, that kind of brings us into the, uh, the last segment of the show here, Ron Powers, powerful point. What powerful point do you have for the listeners today? Well, I would hate for you to take all the best practices that we've spent the last 30 minutes talking about. And after you've done all that, you don't have a good process in place for having integrated marketing across all your marketing channels. Um, Because if we did all of this, right, we've got a great TV commercial. We've got a great TV buy. We're set up to answer the phones. Um, But then we don't have that same promotion on the website. We don't have, we haven't gone over with the sales manager, what that promotion is. And we haven't properly work that into our how we price in the home um, you know all those type of things if we don't have a good promotions checklist everywhere that everywhere that someone needs to know what the special offer is in the tv ad 
Uh, and if we're going to change print to match the to match that promotion, we're going to update our website. We're going to update our pricing. We're going to make sure the phone people know what that what they need to say differently in the script. If we don't have a good promotions checklist of everywhere that needs to know uh, what that promotion is, then it's for nothing. Uh, it doesn't matter if the phone leaves. If the, let's say the customer sees the TV ad, they're excited. Do I get this special offer? And the and the phone person answering the phone says, I don't know. What is the special offer? Well, you just killed that lead. Um, you know, or if, or if they go to your website, it says something different. So. Uh, it would be a shame to do all the things we just talked about, but then not be and not have everything organized on the on the back end on your website, your scripting, your in-home sales, everywhere else. Absolutely. So just kind of having that seamless flow, and it also I think really uh, it's kind of that first impression thing, and and setting that proper expectation with the customer all the way through that. Hey, they see it on the TV. They call in your your caller answers the phone and, and can talk about that promotion and then maybe in between them setting the appointment uh, and the sales rep getting out to the home they go on the website and they see the same type of promotion I think it just kind of gives that warm fuzzy so to say you know that they're going to be taken care of and you know and this is a, a real thing that's happening. Correct. It's got to have a. It's you've got to have some integrated marketing best practices. It, it's. It's that consistency makes all the difference with the commercial with the customer for it to come across as a genuine promotion um, and not you know hey why does this say this why does this say this and why does they say that are you sure this is a real discount what's happening here yeah and can Just I put all these discounts all together can I can I combine all <laughs> these discounts I see exactly I, I've heard I've seen it happen where the the sales rep goes through all their drops in the home goes through their normal process and then at the end after the the homeowner's gotten that final price from the rep they then ask well hey what about the TV just kind of half off labor can we take that off of this too um, and so then the rep doesn't know how to handle that lead um, and you know it's where mistakes happen so just just all of those things have to be taken into account on the front end and that's a great, powerful point. And Ron, uh, could you maybe share with the listeners that, hey, if they're thinking about getting into TV um, and they're looking for some help with that, you know, how can they reach out to you and, and the agency and, and get some help? Where can they find you? Sure. The simplest way would just be to go to ronshermanproductions.com. Uh, that's ronshermanproductions.com. And uh, just, just fill out a contact form and drop us a note. Uh, it'll either be myself or our director of business development, Marty Buchanan. We'll I uh, will take good care of you and uh, figure out how we might could help you. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time on the show today. I, I look forward to starting to see you at and about and around to some of these events that are coming back. It's been a while, but uh, as always, it's a fun time. So thank you so much for being on the show today and, and have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to see you down in Orlando at LeadCon on May 19th and 20th. So it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you at LeadCon. Talk to you later. All right, bud. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.